Gewalt, a good nerve Shabbos. Today's Dav is Daf Nun Beis, page 52. And the Hedigim Sechus Gitten, we pick up the very top line of Daf Nun Beis at the Mishnah. Get ready for a Gewaldic, incredible Daf to go into Shabbos with. This Daf, not only is it going to give us so much Gishmak going into Shabbos, there's actually a few stories, and one of the stories has to do with Arab Shabbos, Fishtetzach. What else is new? Yeah? All right, so let's get going. Says the Mishnah, and the, the, the overarching idea is going to be about Apitrapas, about the, the, a trustee um, that is appointed over the estate of orphans. Here we go. If you have Yusayimim, you, you have orphans who relied on a Balabayas. Okay, what's a Balabayas? Balabayas over here is not, we're not calling this guy an Apitrapas because he's not court appointed. But there's somebody here who kind of stepped in, Rashi says, to, to help them. Yeah, Rashi says, just look at the top line of Rashi. Last I saw Piv, they're going to, you know, he's like their advisor. He's not an appointed trustee. I'm not from their father. He's kind of playing that role. Okay? See, if you say men that are relying on this fellow to play the role of a trustee, or their father Mamish directly appointed this guy to oversee the estate. So this guy is obligated to separate Miser from their fruits. Okay? So you got to make sure that even though they're orphans, you got to separate Chumas and Miseris. So this guy, along with everything else, all the other financial details, will have to separate the Chum and Miser. Apitropis Shemino Avi Yisaimim. If you have an Apitropis who is set up by the, by the um, fathers of the assignment, Yeshava, he, when he's, uh, you know, when the time comes for the orphans to move on from him, he's going to take an oath that everything was done kosher v'yosher. Minu Bezdin, but let's say Bezdin appointed this guy, la Yeshava, when he's done, he does not need to take an oath that everything is done kosher v'yosher. Okay, now what would be the swara for that? We don't want to, you know, if people are good people and they're willing to take on this responsibility as a taiva de bezin, as a favor to bezin, to start making them swear afterwards, it's not menshlech. It's, people aren't going to be comfortable taking on that position. Yeah, even alavai, people who, like our chevra, right, we would try to be honest, at the end of the day, you oversaw somebody's estate for five years and you have to make an oath that your mamish did whatever you could that's completely in the best interest of your seimim. <laughs> Right, the, the more honest a person is, the more hesitant he's going to be to take an oath. Like, did I talk to do everything? Right, the more self-aware a person is, maybe I had some other agenda. Right, so La Yishava Abushol Abushol says that the halacha is actually the opposite. Which means, if you're not betrothed, appointed by Bezin, then you do need to make a shua. If you're appointed by the father, you do not need to make a shua. Okay, so he takes a complete opposite approach, and Bez Hashem later on on today's daf will get into this machlekes. Okay, now, notice one thing. Says the Gemara, and then notice one thing, before we get to the Gemara, let, let's give a quick chazara. Orphans that somebody else takes the place, the father appoints him, then you're obligated to tithe. And then we also said a second half of the Mishnah, which is the dispute as to which Apitropis has to take an oath when he's moving on from the orphans. Now moving on, either could be when he's done with his job, because he's moving on, or it could be the orphans are old enough to oversee, oversee their own estate. 
Now the Gemara is going to ask a question. Let's Gemara one second. Ramin will ask you a contradiction. Atem You tithe, you take miser, but by partners, you cannot separate miser without permission from each other. Atem you, but not the sharecroppers. They're not allowed to separate chumas and miser. Atem that's the pronunciation over here. Yeah, what does that mean? An apitropis does not take an o. An apitropis does not separate trumas and maestres. So what do you see from here? An apitropis is not allowed to separate maestres. What our Mishnah say in the ratio of the Mishnah, the first half of the Mishnah. What do we learn? An apitropis is chayiv laaser perasayim. So which one is it? Separate my or not? Depends why you're separating my sir. So you're not allowed to eat my sir. You're not allowed to separate uh, my sir if the purpose is to leave it till they get older. Then you got to wait for the children themselves to do it. But we know you can't eat food till my sir separated. So if he's separating my sir now for the purpose of the kids being able to eat, I'm about to bet you're allowed to do it. The kids need to be able to eat fruit from their own field. That's what you say you're allowed to separate. Okay. Vatanib learned the Baisa ha apotrofen tarmin u maisrin lahaychel v'loylaniach. And the Zaraya, right? You see from here that an, an apitropis, a trustee, is allowed to separate for the purpose of the Yisraelim eating from the field to make it not tevil anymore, but you're not allowed to separate lahaniach. If it's just to be put aside and put into storage that you have to wait for the assignment to do themselves later. And Apitropis is let us sell the property of the orphans. You let us sell animals, servants, maidservants, homes, fields, vineyards, and why am I selling these things? So that the orphans have enough food to eat. You can't do it. Okay? Now let us sell their stuff. Um... You're not going to sell their stuff for because you want to turn their property into cash. Cash is not necessarily safer than property. Okay, you could lose cash. They could be so. Therefore, it's not to their advantage. You're not going to do it. Umaychren lahem, and what are you allowed to sell? Peres, fruit, yenais wine, shmanim, oil. Slosais, fine flour, the heichel, to in order for them to eat, avol, loilaniach, same thing. And you get for them a sukkah in arava, lulav, and tzitzis. Vachodavar, she is the kids or anything that has a specific value to it. Lasuye shaifar, which even includes a shaifar. Okay? So again, you're allowed to use things to feed them. You're allowed to sell things to get money to feed them. And you're allowed to sell things in order to have enough money for them to fill specific mitzvahs that are limited. Now, what does it mean limited? There are certain mitzvahs that are open-ended. For example, as we're going to see shortly, tzedakah. You can have tzedakah causes that are a one-time thing. You can have tzedakah causes that are ongoing. Cannot be trouble give tzedakah from the Yisraelim's estate because it's a mitzvah. Not if it's an ongoing thing. But tzitzis, how many pairs of tzitzis does somebody need? Okay? Rav Scheinberg, Zichitz Adel V'Kodesh Levracha, he had his own cheshbainas. But for us, we were one set of tzitzis. You want to have 
different sets for different seasons, one lighter, one heavier. Peseder. Sachakol, there's no need, as, lo- as long as there's an undershirt under the tzitzis, you don't need more than four pairs of tzitzis, max, for the four seasons. Okay? So there's a limit. How much are you going to spend on the orphan tzitzis? $100, let's say. All right? Now, there's a kitzvah. There's a set price. What does a lulav cost? What does an eser cost? You pay that, you use the money, you use their property to get so they have money. There's a set price. We know exactly what it's going to cost. This is not the United States medical bills. Yeah, we were, we were just at an office for, for an appointment and we were asking them, like, because our insurance didn't cover it and they were saying, we, we, don't, we can't tell you, we don't know what it's going to cost. It's a, it's a big gap in the, it's a crazy gap in the system. They can't tell you, Pasha, what it's going to cost before. And it's going to depend during the appointment what they end up using and which instruments and this and that. Okay, they're going to send you the bill afterwards. Then you, you, you're kind of stuck with it. Those types of things. You're not allowed to put an, an orphan into a, a, a yasim into those situations where it's open-ended. You don't know what it's going to cost. Now, not chasom, not take care of the medical bills. not what we're talking about. But we're meaning that when it comes to, when it comes to uh, mitzvahs and things like that. You're allowed to buy for them Sefer Torah, Tzilin, and Mezuzahs. You're allowed to buy a Sefer Torah, Tzilin, and Mezuzahs. Because how many sets of Tzilin does somebody need? Nasiyah Megillah. And this kol dover sheyesh like kitzah, right? Why are we saying that expression at the end? Maybe say kol dover. It's coming to include something else. It's coming to include a a uh, megillah. Now, what's the chiddush over here? The chiddush over here is you don't really need to own a megillah. You can hear somebody else. Lishmaya kol shayfer, right? It's, it, the bracha we say is is mikra megillah, but lemaisa the right the balkari reads it on behalf of of all of us. So. I, I personally don't own a real Megillah. You don't need to do that. But still, you'd be allowed to, since it's a kitzvah, since it's a set price, you'd be allowed to purchase a Megillah for the, uh, for the Yisayman. Vain price can allay him Here we go. Now we're getting in tzedakah. Vain price can allay The api is, is not pricing, does not set aside a tzedakah from the estate of the Yisayman. You cannot use uh, money for ca- to redeem captives like which includes comforting the mobile mourners. Okay, what is it comforting the mourners? It costs money. You send the shiva tray. Mm-hmm. Right? There was a mitzvah. You t- other people pay for the meal when people come back from the levaya, the suda savra. So all these things, uh, and uh, a trustee over the estate is not allowed to give tzedakah from the estate because there's an unlimited amount of tzedakah that could be given. It's a merubim uh, There's many needs in uh, many needs in Klal Yisrael. So if there's no kitzvah, there's no such thing. Could be the greatest mitzvah. You're not allowed to get involved. Apitropis also is not allowed to be the one to act as an attorney on behalf of the uh, on behalf of the estate. Okay. Usually a person could do it all for themselves. I, I could represent myself in court in Bezdin, but I can't represent. The assignment. What are you going to do by assignment? Wait for them to get older and then they'll represent themselves. But Apitropa shouldn't do it. Says the Gemara, if he ultimately wins the case, what's the problem? If he loses, we'll be like, okay, no, you got a problem. But if he wins the case, like, how, how, the, how the assignment lose out? I would rather The problem is that you don't know going into it if you're going to win or lose, right? So. Uh, so therefore, we don't allow this. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we don't allow you to go into uh, uh, to represent them if it comes out eventually as a loss. Now, it seems the way this kumar is written, if Lamaisa you ended up being successful representing them, it would be a valid 
representation. The problem is very often you go in, every person goes in, that's why you're willing to go to Besden. You go into court assuming you're going to win, assuming you're right. And then Besden tells you, if the terror wants like you, or maybe the terror says something else. Apitrop is not let to sell land that's far away and get them closer land. This is very interesting. Let's say you have, you have your Simon that live in St. Louis. They own land in Michigan. The Apitropis thinks it's to their best interest to sell the land in Michigan and purchase land closer within a 20 minute drive. Everything in St. Louis is a 20 minute drive. Yeah? 20 minute drive away. So it's, it works to their advantage. Yeah, says you're not allowed to do that. My timer, why not? The Doma Mishtatfim. Because real estate is very, uh, land is, is very, not, nothing in life truly is set. We know that. When it comes to land, you might, you might think it's wrong to their advantage because their father originally owned land in, uh, in Michigan. Maybe the land there is better. And therefore, you think you're doing something to their advantage. Very, it's a beautiful sight in life. That he, sometimes we think we're mom is growing and, and developing and, and uh, you know, financially and doing things. And it comes out. It's, it's simply not true. It's not a... The um, Enapitropis, Rashad Limkar Sadez Lika Chavadim. Enapitropis is not allowed to sell fields in order to purchase servants. Okay, you can't sell real estate... To purchase servants, you could sell servants to purchase land. That's considered a uh, an advantage to the assignment. You can't do that either. My time, why not? Because even when you purchase land, you say, "Oh, it's more set than avodim." Now avodim can run away; land can't run away. Okay, so we'll say land is more secure than avodim. Says the Gemara, not necessarily true. Jimmyel says land could get ruined again by the by the elements and there and not only that, maybe there's other people who have a claim against the land, maybe there's a lien against the land, so there's no lien against Abadim. So again, it has to be a hundred percent clear that the Apitropis is working and whatever he's doing is gonna end up being to the advantage of the assignment. If something's not a, not mamish like you know, you never know for sure, but something's not mamish, everybody objectively to the advantage of a Yasim. You can't put your hands on it. free the servants of Avadim. You could sell a servant to somebody else for money. So that others set them free. Rabbi Ani. I also I say himself could pay his way out. It's as if the the apitropis is selling the servant to himself. So the same way an Apitropis is let us sell the Eved to another Yid, Apitropis let us sell the Eved to the Eved, as long as the Eved pays and gives the money to the, to the Yusayim. But Tzarek L'chashev, Imam Bachreina, and in the end, when everything's over, you got to work out that everything worked to their advantage. And he has to clear up that everything was done mamish, like we said before, kosher v'yosher, he doesn't even take he doesn't need to clear things up. And again, this has to do with taking an oath. Clearing things up means you take an oath or you don't take an oath. Yeah? 
and api, uh, uh, women avodim and katanim are not made apitropshin ve'im mina avi yisaimim. But if let's say the father of the yisaimim appointed this woman, appointed this eved, appointed this katan to oversee the to oversee the property, harishus biyadi, the permission is in his hand. Now let's just look at Rashi for a moment. Rashi explains the issue of noshim avodim and katanim. So if you look at Rashi about two thirds of the way down. On the Amud, the first word on the line is Nashim. Dibra Maschal Nashim. Okay, and Avodim is right So it says, Why not? Nashim ain't darchen lotis vilove vilatroyach. Women, to be an apichopist, to be a trustee, takes a lot of um, takes a lot of time, takes a lot of um, uh, uh, Besden time. There's a lot of legalities involved. There's there, There's you know, dealing with a lot of things that men and poskim and dayonim are dealing with, and therefore it was not the derech. A woman's not the most fit to be in this setting. Avodim says Rashi, They don't have the proper nemonos and ketanim ain't nemonei das. So that's the problem. Uh, that's the problem with each one. But if the father says, "Listen, I know that this woman, this evet, this katan is unique, and I trust them to oversee the property," her is just A father, a father himself, has a right before he passes away to appoint to appoint them as the trustee. Okay, pause. Let's get into a few fascinating stories. Here we go. You ready? Still out. Hello, happy chop is David Bishavus in the Rav Meir. There was an happy chop is who was living in Rav Meir's town. David comes up and Arosav is up in Avdi. He sold land and bought servants. Are you allowed to do that? No. V'loy shavke Rav Meir. Rav Meir said, uh 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 uh, nothing doing. Ach v'loy bechelme. Listen to this, Misa. This is mamish incredible. Rav Meir had a dream. A messenger of the Rebbe came to Rameir and said, Rameir, you know why I had the Apitropius sell the land to get out of because it's a dumb business move and I want the father and the family to lose money. And therefore I had the trustee do this and you're getting in my way, Rameir. Can you get in the way of the Rebbe Shalom? But what happened? Rameir said, what's the last letter of the Alephase? Tough. Just a dream? This guy cannot do it. Doesn't matter what this vision coming, Rabban Shalom has his plan, Rabban Shalom can work things out other ways too. I just got to do what my Echariah says. Words of dreams aren't to, my, aren't to the advantage, aren't to a disadvantage. We know this, because you know, you know something, as they quote the Hiligapon of Ezerov, some people dream when they're sleeping, other people dream when they're awake. Personally, I'm always dreaming. Always dreaming. I always have plans. A dream. What do you want to do? What's this? What's, what's next? What are you going to... You know something? You never did it. So it's just a dream. As I get us. Yeah? There were two people. This is a Friday story. Very, very important. Very, 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 very important to anybody who lives with other people at home. There were two people. They were husband and wife. Digari Busatan, the Satan, would chap them when? You know when the Satan gets families? Chobeshimshi. <laughs> every Friday. Every Friday. Have a kaminsi by the Dadim. This Gemara is telling us the Satan comes to our homes 
specifically on Friday because going into Shabbos, that's when families are supposed to be the most emotionally connected. So what does Sutton do to stop this beautiful process of t- happening? He'll come at Friday and he'll make everything mamish, like irritated, and you're going to run late for no reason, even though you had four days to plan for the Shabbos, and you know exactly what time Lichtsen is, but you know why it doesn't get done? Because the Sutton's in the house, and he's trying to irritate us and make sure we go into Shabbos and don't accomplish what Shabbos is there to accomplish. So that's exactly why, if you want to know why in your home things are calm on Tuesday, Wednesday, but comes Thursday, Friday, they get irritated. Blame the Satan and then work on my Midas. Every Arab Shabbos, Satan will come to the house. Iqlar of Meir Hassan. So Meir went there. He was going to be their counselor. He was going to be the therapist. Achvinu Tlosa Beishimshi. He stayed there for three Friday nights at the Avadu Shlam until there was peace. They learned how to go into Shabbos Pesholim Shamei, and he heard the Satan the Gomar Vai the Afki Rav Meir Lahu Gavra Mi Rav Meir is so annoying. <laughs> Kick me out of the house. He already created a Chazaka. Three weeks in a row, this family went into Shabbos Benachas. Went into Shabbos Kam. All right, the Satan's going to have to leave. All right. Halavai, this should happen in our homes. Yeah, three weeks in a row, we now have a chazaka of how things work. But no, it's good to know. When it comes to Fridays, if you want to know, today's Arab Shabbos, why things, eh, the Sutton's there. Blame the Sutton. Nochamais, another story. There was a trustee who lived in the town of Yibshumalevi. He was not betrothed over the orphans, and he sold land to purchase oxen. He let it go. He hit us. Why did he let it go? You let it do that. Well, if you know objectively that it's to the orphans' advantage. So there we go. Some like Rabbi Yaisi. He holds like Rabbi Yaisi. Tanya, I'm Rabbi Yaisi. I never called my wife Ishti and I never called my ox Ox. I didn't use those names. Rather, I went deeper. Ready for this? Ella le Ishti Basi. When I would talk to my wife, I would say, My dear Basi, my dear house, you are the anchor of my house. I didn't just call her what the world calls her. Oh, wife. You're my bias. Ulishairi. And my axe, Sade, you're my field. And therefore, Rabbi Shumalevi allowed the trustee to transfer land for the axe. Because an axe is crucial for the success of any field. So these, he, he felt that selling some of the fields to get, to get oxen to work the other fields was an important uh, objective gain for the assignment. Now you see from this from these stories, is that this that we say you can't tra- transfer real estate for something else. Huh? You have to use your seichel with it, obviously. Right? Yeah, you have to, there, what it means is you don't take it literally, take it objectively. You have to know objectively what is to the benefit of right here, right now, least risk to bring about the success of the assignment. And that's what the Apichop is there to do. Hanu safta. There were orphans who had a safta, there was a grandmother, not necessarily their grandmother. Safta means an older woman, okay? Who, she was their trustee. Now, I'm assuming that the father appointed her, because we learned before, that unless the father appoints, we don't, a, a woman's not a trustee. She sold their torta, she sold their taira, she sold their cow.
lost the place. I'm sorry. Shaka was in an ELA and she, she sold it. Also, uh, so the cousins, the relatives came to Rav Nachman. How could they sell the cow? Uh, the Mishnah says, Yusayim, uh, who rely on the Balabayas, they have the ability to uh, uh, sell the cow. Okay. Says the Gemara. The problem is, this didn't come, end up to their advantage. The, the cow went up in value. Okay? So, it shouldn't be fair that the trustee sold it at a lower price. Two weeks later, it was fatter and more valuable. So, it didn't come out to be to the advantage of you saying, maybe you got to give it back. No, it only went up in value once the sale was over, and then as I get this, that's it. You know, if it goes up afterwards, that's, that's normal stuff. But the Yusayimim didn't get the money at the time. What happened was like this. The buyer bought the cow. The, the buyer told this older woman, I'll pay you $1,000 for the cow. Never gave the money. Two weeks later, it was up to $1,200. So ask the Gemara, they never got the money yet. They never got the money. The sale's not done. The guy should still have to pay the extra $200. You're right. Then you're going to have to pay the difference if the money was not yet handed over. Okay. Another story. There was the Khamre, the the wine of Rabbana Ukva, who was a Yasum. And uh, it was sold for four zuz per barrel, and it went up. Now was six zuz. They wanted to be able to charge more. If they already paid, tough luck. You got four zuz per barrel. If they didn't pay it, you're talking to you to pay the, the greater amount. Okay. Moshech Perimiyasmi. If somebody does a Kinyan Meshicha, acquires the produce from the, the fruit from the assignment, Iyakar, then it goes up in value. Which is, you're going to have to pay more because you didn't give the money yet. Zu, if it went down in value, okay? And therefore, you're going to have to pay the original amount. So the assignment always come up, you know, they're always the, going to have the upper hand. If let's say they did a kini mashicha on the fruits, and it goes up, should be any greater than hektish. Okay, so a person does a kini mashicha, you can no longer back out uh, back out of the sale. So when mashiach is done on behalf of when mashich, when a kini mashicha of drawing it close of of pulling it close is done on behalf of the assignment again. They cannot cancel the sale. Zul, if it goes back, Sovereign Minas, they originally thought, Hainu, Drev Chanilai Baridi. This come out to be to the disadvantage. Uh, it's raw, it's bad for the two, for the assignment, because times, the Mitztarche, they need Peri, the fruits, Veleka, and there's there's nobody there, the Yavlu, to give to them, Ad, the Yahabe Zuze, until they actually receive the money. Okay? And therefore, um, it's to their benefit to consider them like regular 
um, to, to consider this like a regular sale, and this way they'll even be able to get fruit. They'll even be able to get food if they don't have liquidity, if they don't have uh, cash to pay uh, to pay right now. All right, and therefore, if there's any loss in value by Mashiach uh, after Mashiach, it, it, it's uh, it's it's going to be their loss. Yahweh Yasbe Zuzia Peri. Let's say the assignment already paid for the fruits. So over here you have like this. The assignment not selling the fruit. You have somebody selling food to the assignment. The assignment take the food. Zul, and it went down in value. So now they want to pay less. Okay? And um, it, it shouldn't be a, any, a regular person like these assignments cannot be any more chamor than hektish, and therefore, iyaker, if it went up in value, sovermina, hainudrav chani loy baridi, and they can't back out, it's the same, to the same advantage. But again, this is going to come out raw, it's going to come out to the loss of the assignment, because this, the guy selling the food to the assignment could say, nisifu chatechem be'aliyah. This is a very important yisayid, and this is a foundational idea, a very important idea to know why halachically a transfer of money does not cause ownership. If I pay you for your phone, you say, I'll sell you my phone for $300. I give you $300. Is the phone mine? No. Not until I do a Kenyan Meshicha or a Kenyan Hagba. Not until I do a Maisa Kenyan. Why is just a transfer of money not giving me ownership? Because of Nisrifu Chatechem Ba'aliyah. What does this mean? If you have a seller that took the money but hasn't yet handed it over, the issue is going to be, what if there's a fire in the attic? And you know that's not even yours now. The first thing you're going to let burn is the phone. And therefore, the Rabbana made a you can't just use money. You're not going to say the handoff of money is going to give any sort of ownership. It's not true. Because otherwise, the seller... Is gonna if there's ever a fire, he's gonna say, "Oh, it's not my stuff. I'll let that burn first, and I'll sell, I'll sell my own stuff." Okay, and therefore, lemaisa, since give uh, since there's a rule that it's not yours to actually do a mashicha, the halacha is gonna be the seller can always cancel it until he actually hands it over. It's not a sale yet. I can always just give you back your money. Said Yavale Zuzeli liasmi apiri. Let's say the assignment are now the sellers. Okay? Okay, back to the assignment not being the buyers, but the sellers. If somebody purchasing uh, fruit from the orphans, Iakar, if it goes up in value, again, prior to actually taking the food, and therefore, they're allowed to, uh, they're allowed to not go through with the sale. Zul, if it goes down in value, Savramina, it's going to work to their advantage. We don't do work to their disadvantage. Okay? And therefore, um, people are going to take advantage of the assignment in this way. They're going to know that they can't back out and therefore they'll, they'll, uh, they'll, um, they're not going to give money right away for it. They'll hold off. And therefore, if Shisha holds that the buyers are going to be allowed to walk away from the sale. Okay. All right, here we go. A few more stories. Me and Rav Gahana signed on a document, the Ime de Zeira, 
um, of we signed the document of Zeira's mother Yasma, who was the orphan. Zeira was the orphan. The Mizavna Ara she sold land Lacharga for his taxes. Beloy Achrazta, without announcing why she's doing it. Now, what do you mean why? She, I'm not. I'm sorry. Without announcing what she's doing it for. Now, what is this halacha? So it's a very interesting halacha. Um, let, let's let's uh, finish this statement. The Amri Nardoi, because they said in Nardoi, Lecharga, when it comes to selling land for taxes, the Mzani for food, the Kvura for burial, Mizavninon, Beloi, Achrazda, you let us sell it without an Achraza, without an announcement. All right, what is this talking about? So, in general, if somebody ever sells the land of orphans, you have to create a bidding situation, a bidding war. You have to make sure that Yusayman gets their advantage. So, I want to sell land of Yusayman. I feel the land is worth $10,000. I can't put it up for sale for $10,000. I could say $10,000 minimum. Best offer above that. Start a bidding war. And then there's a month to sell it. Somebody offers twelve grand. i am obligated to do that. There are certain things, though, that you sign them need. You're not obligated to do that. You're not obligated to go for a bid. Halavai, people had the seichel. The government over here gives out the grants, right? The show... Uh, uh, received the grant recently. We haven't seen any of the money because it was during COVID, but we were eligible for $98,000 of uh, some uh, security grant. So video cameras, whatever. One day it'll come. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll send it. But they have various um, rules that some of it is complete incompetence, but some of the, you need to get X amount of bids for various things. Now, in, in a general broad picture, it's a smart thing. You want to make sure the money is being put to greatest use. The problem is the type of bids that they want you to bid out, mamish work to their disadvantage because you get much less, uh, much less bang for the buck. And if, you know, whatever it is, be it as it may. So the, um, the critical things that a Yasim needs, his food, kvura, taxes, you don't need to bid on that. That you could sell the land at a fair price and no one's going to go back. Okay. Next story. Amram Tseva. Amram, who was a Tseveya, he would die things. Apitropa Diaspina, he was appointed as a trustee. Also, Krayvna Kamedra of Nachman, Amrule, Kalavishumach, Umech, Umechase, Meyasme. He is taking money, he's skimming funds and purchasing clothing from the assignment. Amar Luhu, Gehilish, Dilish, Tamon, Mile. He's doing this so that they'll listen to him. Yeah, you know why he's dressing nicely so that people listen. He has to present, put his best foot forward. And, and since he's representing the Yusayimim, he feels it should come from their estate, these, uh, these expenses, to have a, a nice suit. <speaking in Hebrew> says, ah, he's eating good food. <speaking in Hebrew> How do you know he took it? Maybe it was a Metziah. It's his own money. And therefore, it's not enough to have tainas and claims against him. <speaking in Hebrew> he said, ah, he's wearing nice clothes. He's eating good food. And the value of the Yusayimim's estate is... Is uh, going down. What does it mean? It's going down. So look at Rashi. Rashi says, uh, right, a little less than halfway down. Rashi v'hakamafsid. Yeah, uh, he's not plowing the fields properly, and he's chopping down trees for lumber. He's not. He, he's not running this appropriately. So Amar Lahu. So they said to. Uh, so he said to them. 
Aisuli Sadi, bring me Adam the Mafsid that he's causing a loss. The Islakine, and then I'll be Misalakim. I'll remove him from his position. Number of Huna Chovrim Mishmed the Rav Apitropis the Mafsid Misalakinale. If you have Apitropis that you see during the time of his responsibilities, he's he's uh, you know he's not doing a good job. So then Misalakinale we. Get rid of we, we remove him from the position. We absolutely do remove him from uh, from his position. is pointed by the father. He has to swear my He only agreed with the father because he has some sort of advantage to this. So by taking an oath, he's not going to. The only reason why we wouldn't make the apitropis take an oath is because we don't want people to not take the position. But over here, why did he agree in the first place? Must be, it's worth it for him. And therefore, creating an oath on him is not going to get him to back out. Might as well put a shoe on him. We knew Bezin la'yishava. But, let's say Bezin appointed him, then he does need to take an oath. He's doing something nice for Bezin. If you make him take a shua, then he won't, he won't do this. Yeah? This is important you say. People come to volunteer for a shul. People come to volunteer for yeshiva. People come to, they want to be nice. And, uh, and, and at times what happens, you just give them a hard time uh, doing the right thing. Yeah, you just give them uh, an ASIC, give them a headache. So you, you, got, you got to back off. You got to back off. Yeah? The Ramah says, Shua, say the money. They'll refrain from volunteering. Abashol, I'm a chilof advarm. My time, I my time. What's the reason for Abashol? Minu bezin yishava, kazbahi ana, the kanofik aleikala. Because people know the inish miyamnuhu. Yeah, he has something to gain by being a, an apitropis a bezin. He gets a good shame, a shame toiv. Yeah, bezin trusts you. So, even, so putting an oath on him is not going to get him to not. There's enough advantage in this world to be considered like an adam kasher. It's not a proof that you're an honorable person. The father likes you, whatever it is. They've done. They, they've helped each other out. He won't do it. Amr of Chanan Bar Shmuel, Hilchstok Abashol, that Lacha Taka follows uh, Abashol, which is that when Apitropis of a Bezdin, he does take an oath. Apitropis of a father, he does not take an oath. Tana, we learned in a Brisa, Rabbi Lazmi Nakavayim, Zeviz Ayishava, whether you're Apitropis appointed by the father or Bezdin, you have to take an oath. Vilchstok Advar, we pass him like that. Tana, Tchid Bar Rav, Kweid Rabbavo. When a father appoints, it's considered you're a nice sacher. You get paid for it. So since you get paid, so uh, even if you take an oath at the end, you're gonna listen. Business is business, right? she said to him, "If you bring a kav and you measure out a, a payment, meaning that he says, let me tell you something. Most apitrupes, most apitrupsin." Even by a father, are not paid. You're not mamish paid. You're considered like a nice sacher. Why? Why'd you agree to do this? It must be that you gained something from this family that you're agreeing to take this on, and uh, and therefore we're going to obligate you to shua because it's not going to be a cause for the person to not take the position. Period. Beautiful. Next mission. Hamitame. Vahamidame. Okay, get ready for this. If somebody makes your truma tame, or you mix your truma with regular food, so now you can't eat the regular food, or you turn somebody's wine into ayin if you did it unintentionally, you're a grumma, you're a cause, you're off the hook. 
financially. If you did it on purpose, you're chayev. Vitmar, we learned menasech. When you make somebody's wine, you mamish used it for Avay Dezara. Okay? So what you do? You had Avay Dezara in mind, you went, and you you started uh, shifting around the bottle. You're like, oh, Avay Dezara, but bring this Avay Dezara. All right? So, um, so you're chayev if you did it on purpose. Shmuel Amar Ma'arev. It's it's not that you took that wine and made the Ayin Nesach, you mixed it with the Ayin Nesach. Ma'adamar Ma'arev, Ma'atam Ali Amar Menasech. What's the issue with the with the menasech? The imamish made it for Avi Dezara. Amar Lach menasech kamlei kimlei bedramini. When it comes to menasech, you're chayav misa, and therefore whenever you're chayav misa, kimlei bedramini, you give the harsher punishment. You're not going to have the financial obligation. The idach and the one who says that it has to do with um, with mamish uh, making it yayin nesach for Avi Dezara. I why are you going to be chayav kimlei bedramini? Because Rabbi Yirmiyah, Dom Rabbi Yirmiyah, mishas hagba who dekana. He acquired it from the time that he picked it up, and therefore you're mechuyev to pay before the chiyav misa. And therefore, there's no kilmei v'dramine. First, going to be chayev for picking it up, and then there's going to be a chiyav misa afterwards. And mamela, you're going to be obligated on both. The one who says that Imamish made it. The problem over here is that you made it into yayinesach. What does he? Why does he have an issue interpreting the mission? Uh, why does he have an issue interpreting the mission to be? Where you merely mixed kosher wine with yayin esech, that's the problem. Amalach will say to you that me'arev, when you mix it together, have a medame. It's the same as if somebody mixes truma. And therefore, basically what you're doing is, he says, I'm not going to interpret it like that because you have two cases where you mix something mutter with something usher. And there's no reason to give me both, uh, and there's no reason to give me both of those cases. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Bezim tomorrow, Amatzi Shabbos, we will pick up. With the Mishnah again on the bottom of Nun Bay's Omud Bay's. Have a wonderful, beautiful, incredible Shabbos.